guess man this guy he makes like his music is such a vibe bro like we had to start off with some great vibes man he's creative he's unique my guy zion i appreciate that man what's up y'all man we just chilling man how you doing i'm good man i'm good how y'all doing with this quarantine stuff man man it's had a lot of time to grow you know (laughs) facts man I think I picked the perfect time to start my locks. <laughs> I damn near been out the house since they started looking crazy. <laughs> I feel you, right? I feel you on that, man. It's just this quarantine thing, Corona stuff. It's just been a huge, a huge pause button, you know. Yeah. So it's like yeah. everything's like trying to just bounce back from everything, really trying to get things going again or become even better at different things, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just, like, taking time to actually, uh, I don't know, it kind of came at a perfect time for me, I know, because as far as, like, you know, school kind of being at a weird spot and stuff being hard and money being tight and stuff like that, Yeah, it was kind of like it was perfect time for everything to just break apart so I could just breathe a little bit, you know? I feel you, and it's it's been a huge pause. I remember uh, last March, they shut down campus, so we had to come back 
So everybody had to go back to where they was from, you know? Campus yeah, was yeah, closed. They sent people to different countries and stuff like that in my school. Oh, for real? Yeah. Man. That is this COVID thing. It actually uh, sounds crazy, but it actually has been doing like, some good, to be honest. Because, yeah. I think you know, people have been able to see these Oh, Facts. yeah, for sure. You know, people being able to like spend time at home with their families. People needed. People actually needed it to, to grow. Because some people take put work and stuff over their family and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like being quarantined with your family, you probably to find out something that you didn't know about, something new, you know? Yeah. It's like this quarantine has been a great opportunity for people to per- perfect their craft, you know? Yeah. I know, uh, like, just even on the, on, the, on the topic of building new ideas and stuff like that, I know with everything that happened with all the protests and the quarantine and stuff all at the same time, uh, it's kind of it's funny because I know I know you Justin. But I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Justin don't know who I am, but I know who Justin is. Yeah. Just because he uh he a wrestler, he's a wrestler, yeah. and he uh he won a state in 2015. So I know a lot of I I, I don't know I just kind of I, I track this stuff down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you know my brother is uh Nathan Jackson. So my brother won state for Illinois and uh he wrestled at yeah he wrestled at IU. He's uh like. Yeah. He, and uh, I'm gonna yeah, him he, up, bro, right now. My brother, uh, yeah, he started uh the Black Wrestlers Association with uh BJ Portrell and uh and Jordan Burroughs and them. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually uh it's actually funny that I'm talking to you right now. I'm like, dang, I, I know Justin Foley is like, I know, I know, I know every Black wrestler is cold. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just trying to make a difference in it, and you know, since we're on the subject of um, wrestling, like, you know, you mentioned when I won state back in 2015, yeah, like, I had to move out of the city because it was, it was getting so bad, and because yeah. nobody was coming to practice or anything, and I made, I made history being the first African-American at a, uh, at a suburban school where it was mostly all white, so, yeah. like, now that what's everything going on, you know, with George Floyd being killed, and, um, uh, Jacob, uh, Jacob Blake being shot back seven times and stuff like that, it means so much. And I know your music probably means a lot more to you now because just being alive and being able to, like, make music, use your craft, and just being, you know, just being black, period. It just yeah. makes it, what's all that's going on makes it feel like you're more important to this world than, you know, not to put anybody down, but it just feel like we're more important than, um, and a lot of other people because we're the ones that you know being killed with no camera. You know? Yeah, and, and I would say even even mm-hmm. it means that, that having a platform means so much. Like, I know uh, you you in particular. I mean, you're athlete oh, of the year, which is, yeah. which is a, you know that's, that's a that's a that's a amazing accomplishment. Uh, like yeah. to that and stuff like that. But like it means that all of these things, anything that we do, means so much more to who we are. Like what, what like what are we creating outside of the thing that we do? And I, I would, I would, I would honestly, I would urge you to, uh, I would urge you to talk to, to talk to some people about uh, the Black Black Wrestlers Association. They just kind of started, but they, they created a new uh, conference in, uh, in, in college wrestling, uh, right now. Okay. Uh, it's like it's a lot, a lot of things are happening with that right now. Okay. Man, that's, that's dope, man. But they're, they're, they're creating an actual HBCU uh, conference, which is really cool. Oh wow. Uh, 
H make a uh, change, but I want to get off subject for one second, Brandon. Oh, my, my, my. Yeah. No, yeah. you're good, you're good. Yeah. I want to tell you, bro, your flow is like J. Cole, and you you heard of Damian Lillard, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damian Lillard, he, if you ever listen, bro, like, your music is just so, like, I know Brandon was telling me about you and stuff like that, and how your music yeah. is, like, real laid back and chill, like, your, your music is real laid back and chill, like a, uh, like a J. Cole, Damian Lillard, that type of flow, and it's real smooth, and it's like, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. You can really, like, listen and feel what you're talking about in your music. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot, bro. The Black Wrestling Association actually started, like, over this quarantine. Uh, my brother, is a, he's a All-American, too, so he's a, that, that's kind of cool that we're doing this podcast and stuff, but uh, he's... He uh he won state the senior year at Marion, and then he went to uh, IU, and he went to go into uh, like Bo Nickel and Miles Martin and all these people were like you know they they on the world team now. Oh wow! Wow, that's dope. Yeah, so, uh, Dang, Nathan Jackson. I'm gonna I'm gonna look him up after the uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of cool stuff that they doing with black wrestlers right now, so it's really cool, man. Dang, yeah, that's dope. So. Well, how'd you get started with, like, your music and stuff? Like, what made you want to become an artist? Um, my sister, my sister, actually, she raps, and she's, she's like a firecracker. Like, she's tough. Like, she raps, she raps harder than me. Like, she raps so hard. <laughs> and, uh, so, we was, not, we was in high school, like, uh, she started a group or whatever, and I was just like, damn, I want in. So, <laughs> and so, you know, I started trying to learn how to rap and stuff like that, and I've been uh, mixing and mastering and engineering my own stuff since like maybe like sophomore year of high school, but it just wasn't, it wasn't really there. You know, it just, it just took yeah. some years, you know? Yeah. Wow. I feel you on that. Yeah. Bro, that, that's like how Russ was. Like he makes and masters, he does like his, his all his music kind of by himself, like throughout that whole process, you know? Yeah, And yeah, that's yeah. dope to hear that somebody else is actually doing that too. Yeah, my, I mean, outside of just being broke, it was like, I don't want to go and rely on somebody else to figure out how my sound is going to be. Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, I don't know how long this is going to take, but I'm going to figure out how to create my own sound with this and stuff, you know? And the thing is, like, everybody starts off like, I wish it was like, you start off like, okay, here's a good amount of money, you go buy this, this, and this, and then so you can take off, but it takes... Like you said, it takes work, and people who know how to, like, let alone remembering their own lyrics and writing their own lyrics and writing their own music is, you gotta be very, very, like, talented because you see, like, all these, um, all these rappers that have, like, ghost writers uh, for them. Yeah. It's like, man, he didn't even really write those lyrics. It's, it's hard <laughs> right. to write those lyrics, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Man, I think uh, it's dope how like you made the most out of everything you had now, you know, like from the beginning to getting to this point where you're at now, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, dude, there's some stuff I had to completely delete off us of, off all wine. It's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> the, beginning, the beginning is rough, man, but yeah. I appreciate everything with it, you know. Yeah, like, like some like I've been told recently is like the most important part is just starting. You know, and like once you start, you're able to make those adjustments that you need to to grow yeah. and become better. Yeah, that it's funny you say that too. Uh, my brother actually, I, I've been skinny my whole life, like real, real skinny and stuff like that. So yeah. <laughs> this year, 
this year I noticed I was like, dang, I'm putting some weight on with this quarantine. I was like, hey, I, I hit my brother up. I was like, hey, like, you got to give me all some type of workout plan or something like that. And yeah. so I've been working out like every day for the past couple of weeks. And it's like the first like week, it was just like, bro, I don't work out. I feel like once I started it, like it was like, what, like, I don't know. I guess it was still real hard, but it was just like, yeah. I'm already doing it. I might as well go all the way and stuff. So I've been doing it for like maybe two months now, and I'm that's dope, bro. Feel good now that I'm really noticing the difference and stuff. So that's cool. Oh yeah, it's like once you hit the weight room, it's like at first, the first few days, you gonna wake yeah. up sore, you gonna be tight, so, you so like, man, yeah, why I'm am I doing this? Lifting the bar in pain, bro. I'm lifting the bar in pain. I'm like, dang. <laughs> Yeah. Don't get me started on leg day, bro. Man, leg, leg. day. I, mean, I hate leg day. Man, oh, yeah, bro. Like, I I know that struggle, man. I know it's different. I know it's different for y'all because y'all y'all actually are athletes, so everything in y'all life is conditioned. And my whole thing is like, I've always been active, and I've always been uh, like I've always cared about being fit. Yeah. And I always play sports and stuff, and I was a vegetarian and all this stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Wow. But then, like, I never ever going from never ever working out and not having the discipline to do it. <laughs> man, I'm finna do something and do it. Man, it hurt, but it's like it feels good to do it, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's a process it's to like, it for man, sure, bro. I feel like us, like even like as a like America itself, like you see these uh, people from like other countries, like living to like a hundred and some years old, like. I'm sure, like, the average American dies in, like, 70, 80, 80 range while they live 20 years longer. Like, because mm-hmm. the, American, the American way, bro, like, we, they, they advertise, like, all these, like, fast foods and, and all this stuff. And, um, and it kind of makes you want to, like, Just be, eat more. Be late. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, I don't know if the country is like Taiwan or something like that, but there's a country where like it's not it's not even like out of the norm. It's not even out of like the. It's kind of almost normal for people to live past 100 years old, you know. Right. And it's because even when they, you know, every. With that, you know, it, it's just, it, there's a purpose to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Bro, like oh, yeah. like eating right goes a long way, bro. Like like you yeah. saying that like you was a, a vegan a vegetarian like how long did you do, been doing that? Um, I'm not anymore actually. I stopped being vegetarian around the time I met you, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I started dating, I was like, man, we was going out to date, eat at all these places, and I was like, man, I'm gonna eat some chicken. But uh, <laughs> I, I, you gotta get some wings. I was vegetarian when I was like seven years old until I was about maybe a sophomore in high school, junior in high school, something like that. Okay. But yeah. It was probably about, about almost like nine, ten years, something like that. Man, that's that's dope, man. Like when I was a kid, man, I was trying to eat anything except man. vegetables, man. I ain't even gonna man, lie to you. Man, we, bur- we all burned it off when you kid, bro. We, you, we put anything in our mouths as a kid. We, you you burnt because as a kid you because got so you much go straight anger. outside afterwards, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? Being an adult is like learning how to be sedentary after your whole life. You being like a person who's active and stuff. Like, I, I, I never, like, was so serious about nothing, but I played baseball and basketball and football every single day my mm-hmm. whole life. Yeah. 
And then I, I got to a certain age, and it was like, I don't got time for it, so I don't even do it no more. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, dang, that's yeah. a crazy thing. You got, yeah. like, other things, like, us all of us, like, growing up, like, you get Busier, you can be yeah. busier. Then down the line, you married with a few kids, and so now like can't go out with the boys like that. No, no. Yeah, it's almost mm-hmm. like if I was to go and, and and just like play basketball or something, it's almost like I'm wasting my time not to be doing something else. You think, man, I, I could be doing something? Why am I on this court, man? <laughs> right. Let, let alone let you get the struggle. You get the missing a few shots. Mm-hmm. All right, but I have a question. So, like, when you see like this question's been stuck in my mind. Like, when you see like a rapper like married or something, but then they talk about like how they have like like sexual like intercourse with like other girls and like music. Like, how do you think they like like the person they with feel? Like, do you think they just speaking from mm. experience or they just bragging on like? I yeah, this girl, this girl, this girl. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, it's funny. Like that's funny. Um, I've been dating for like you know like five years. Mm-hmm. I've been in the same relationship for about five years. So almost as long as I've been making music, I've been in a relationship. So it's never occurred to me to even start saying no wild stuff about nobody's girl or nothing. Because yeah, right. it's kind of like I don't know. I get I. It, I don't even understand it, but I guess it's a it's something to to say about the culture. You know, like. There's a lot of people who, if the culture was different, they would be a lot more respectful about the way they do everything mm. because of the fact that it's just like, if everybody was sitting there saying like, bro, that's not cool. Why are you talking about being with somebody, old girl, that's somebody girl, bro. Why are you saying that? True. You know, if it's, it's the fact that it's almost incentivized for you to say some wild shit. So yeah. it's just tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like people are just saying whatever just to get to a certain point, you know, just because they yeah. see it's acceptable. Yeah, it's it, like, I don't know if y'all listen to uh, Joey Badass. Mm-hmm. I heard a few of his songs. Yeah. Joey Badass was like my favorite rapper for a time period, bro. Like, I was in mid, like, high school and stuff like that. Yeah. He was coming out with, like, 1999 and all this shit, like, this old boom bap type shit that was so cold. Mm-hmm. And then it was, like, kind of once he reached a plateau in his career of, like, okay, the niche audience is not big enough for where he's trying to go. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, and I won't, I won't want to say this because I think that uh, he's a very, like, he's very true to himself and stuff like that. But at the same time, there was almost a pull for him to do something that was a little bit more mainstream. Mm. And so it was kind of like, man, I, he fell off a cliff for me because I didn't want to hear this nigga singing the auto tune and stuff like that. I just didn't yeah. care for it, but... It's like uh, like he's doing something for a certain like, audience. All right, if I want to go to a bigger, if I want to get any bigger than I am right now, I have to figure out a way to appeal to everything. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know, one I, I forget. Um, I think <laughs> it was weird. I think Rick. Uh, uh, I was trying to like find who my favorite rapper was in high school, and I started listening to. Um, Meek Mill, and mm-hmm. I never used to, like, you know, like, growing up, you didn't really, like, some people, like, you don't really pay attention to lyrics like that. It's like, oh, this beat cold, this dude was kind of fun, he's just a beat of yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really sat down and started listening to, like, like, lyrics just with anybody, he's just like, man, he just, he's saying some real stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, as you get older, you start to listen to lyrics, you just like, oh, I gotta go replay that, you know, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Do you mean in a good way or a bad way? I say 
sometimes it's not always in a good way because like it depends on what you've been through. Like McMill made this song called Traumatized, basically how he was gonna find a dude that killed his father and um and try to kill him if he finds him. So mm-hmm. he was basically letting all of his emotions out on that song. It's called Traumatized. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just a lot of layers to making music. Uh, like I know for me personally, I used to care a lot, a lot, a lot about the lyricism and things that I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until I guess I probably got to a like a point in my life where it's like, man, I ain't really I ain't really got much else to say. Like I don't have certain experiences. So it's, hard <laughs> for me to, yeah. it's hard for me to have to have commentary on things like uh like certain lifestyles and all this stuff like that. And so I think at that point I started making my best music, and it was because mm. I started opening my opening myself up to being okay with the fact that I probably don't always have so much to say about this, so I shouldn't try to. Like uh, my last project was Bloom, and it was like a big, big point for me to just make a, a, a problem an album that was just about like growth. It was about, about my own growth as a human being, kind of, and it was just like. It was cool because it was like it ain't really nothing to sound like that to me. Yeah. Where a lot of people are, I don't know. I don't have no no real conversations to be had about no street violence and stuff like that. Like, I, I've 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 seen some shit, but I've been fortunate enough to not to. I mean, I moved to Crete at a young age and I was cool. And yeah. after that, it was like my life ain't 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 this hard hard like like struggle story like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like I'm sure Brandon would agree too. Like. A lot of people try to uh, live up to that, to that like type of lifestyle, or they try to be someone that they're not. Yep. So it's yeah. like, like when they rap or talk about it, like you can't really like feel it as is to as opposed to somebody who actually been through that. Like you can tell the difference because of the yeah. pain, probably hearing their voice and the anger or whatever. How and the and the way that they carry themselves. Like there's some people who literally. It's like I could tell you go in the booth with the best story about what it what it's like to be in a hood type of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the way, but everything about the way that you 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 walk and you talk and you deliver everything that you're saying, it let me know that you're doing this to make some money, and it's tough. That's yeah. tough. That's a tough thing for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. It's dope yeah. to hear how how you said you felt better as you became more genuine on the the music you make. Because yeah. a lot of people get stuck in trying to portray a certain image. Yeah, and uh, honestly, I think it's funny. I don't feel like I rapped a lot on this album at all, and it's the first album where I feel like I, I didn't. I damn near did not rap on this album. It's just yeah. because it was like I don't know. I don't really have much words to say. I just feel a lot of music right now. Mm-hmm. And so that was that. Was, it was fun making this album because it was like it wasn't. It was still hard. It was still the same type of difficulty, but it was. It was a different type of thing. It was more about emotion being projected through music than it was about making sure I have a concept for every kind of thing I'm putting out and making sure I'm writing everything, you know? Yeah. I, like, man, I could play this album that you just put out. I could play that joint from top to bottom, just drive around, just cruising, you know? I appreciate that, bro. Bro, like, the last few days, it's been, like, it hasn't been, like, sunshine or anything like that, but it's just been really chill. And, like, the music, yeah. like, your latest album, I'm just chilling to it, you feel me? Yeah, I appreciate that, bro. Like, I remember it was, like, like Monday, I was just listening, and I remember I heard, the, like, the transition in uh, that song, Wound, and I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. 
<laughs> this is nice. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say, Justin, bro? Eight eight twenty. It honestly is just, it's just the release date. <laughs> oh okay. Cause I was gonna ask you like, what did that mean to you? What's up? Cause I was gonna ask you, what did that mean to you? Like the name uh, of the album. I I guess it didn't mean so much to me except for the fact that everything on the album for me was a commentary about the current situation. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like I had an album name. And in the midst of everything that was going on with this quarantine and all during this time, I kind of lost it. Like, it kind of was like, no, nah, I don't feel like this album is what it started as no more. It's yeah. becoming something completely different. It's, it's becoming more just about the current state of everything that I'm feeling right now, personally, you know? Yeah. Man, that's dope to hear how this music has, it took you on, on a own little mini adventure. No, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was like, Honestly, I, I've been making the, the project since maybe uh, maybe November last year. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's, it's interesting. Man, that's what's up. How, how many songs did you make? What did I say, Justin? No, go ahead, B. I was going to ask, like, how many songs did you have to record? So when you got to the point, okay, this is I record enough songs. Now, out of these songs I recorded, which ones are going to go on the album? Mm. Okay, so what's funny is like I have like fifty songs in the vault right now, just unreleased stuff that probably ain't never getting released. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's oh. funny because uh, when I write certain stuff, like when I when I when I get certain ideas, it was kind of like automatically I knew like okay, this is gonna be on the album. So mm. unless the recording process just went all the way left, which happened a lot. Mm. Uh, it was like everything that I was writing, I knew pretty much was going to probably be on the album. Man, that's dope. That is dope, yeah. man. Have you, have you ever had um, anyone, like, ask you to, like, like somebody, like, in, like, a situation and, like, uh, and they just don't know how to, like, get it out? Would you ever, like, wrap that out for them? Um... <laughs> You mean like writing for somebody else's, like writing kind of, you mean writing for my own project or writing for somebody else? Writing for like somebody else's like story, like they, like they just want to like get something out, you know, how to, like, look something up in their attitudes, like, oh, like, rap about like their story, would you ever do it? Mm, that's a real interesting one, because I, I feel like, um, the way that I music is so it, it, it's like uh it's kind of like i don't really know how to write all the time like it's real difficult to sit down and actually just be like i'm about to write mm. it's like it's a lot of times where i'd be like well dang i don't feel nothing like i can't do it right now so it's like i know this year especially a lot of features that i wanted to do with people who i really wanted to work with mm. we never ever really really got a great uh idea of how to do it and so because we did it, and it's like, I can't write just off of the merit that I want to write something great. It, something has to happen or something. I have to feel something to get in, like to, to start with, you know? Mm. So I know, like, uh, it, I guess if somebody was to tell me a really interesting story and be like, hey, like, how do you convey this story? It might help. But I guess I've never really had that. I've never really, uh, tr yeah, I've never really tried that. Okay. 
Man, that's that's so it's so cool to hear artists expresses their 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 thinking when it comes to actually writing something down and how it's not all the time they're just able just to write just to write. They have to feel a certain it, feeling. No, and it's so funny because I be around certain people like I you know, I I work with a lot of people and I talk to a lot of people and honestly, it's some niggas who literally like they if you sitting with a, in a room with them they just can write anything. If you tell these like, if you tell these dudes like some about cheese, yeah, they can write, um, like they can write a whole verse about it. Oh and I'll man, be like, dang, that's so crazy. Like I think that everybody has different gifts and they see music differently. Because I don't, I don't know if I see music necessarily in words. Mm. And it's not like that. Like I, I feel like I, I, I probably rap. I, I feel like I rap good and stuff like that. But there are people. Who are like you know like Lil Wayne and stuff like that? It's a yeah. million things he could do with a couple words, and it's like, uh, it's a lot of people who are like that. Where like if you just allow them to sit somewhere and they and they looking at stuff and they like they can get inspired by anything and just create a thousand things with it because of that. Yeah. And I feel like for me, I'm inspired by music way way more than I'm inspired by rapping. Mm. So it's really tough for me. Like I can't freestyle for shit. I'm horrible. I'm just I'm as good as anybody at freestyle. I'm <laughs> yeah. And it's just because my brain don't really work that in that type of way. Some people are just gifted, man. Like I always say, like people can freestyle, man. It, it's it's a hard thing to do because it's like you play beat and it's just like all these like you, you gotta think and it's just mm. like once you start, you gotta. First, you got to get obviously like a subject, adjective, mm-hmm. adverb, something to you know to 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 uh, to rap about, and then they just go on, go on, go. On. I'm like, man, this, so many people. Uh, uh, what's that one show called? Uh, I can't even think of it. Um, I can't even think of the show right now. But what was it about? See, have like uh, rappers come on there and hear um, um, swim in the morning, swim in the morning. Oh, okay, okay. Um, mm, okay. Yeah, I'm about to come on, and sometimes they just, like, dude, huh? It's those people yeah. are like, really gifted, man. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a crap to it. Like, uh, I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and plug my some some of my homies. Like, uh, my nigga uh, Lee Maj, okay. my nigga uh, Cyrus, like, and even my my nigga Rashid. They they literally like they can sit there for like. Maybe in just freestyle for like ten minutes, and it'll just be like, how in the world? Ooh. It'd be like you'll play anything. Like you could just somebody could start strumming an instrument, and they could just freestyle to it forever. And it's wow. because it's kind of like, uh, okay, you're a wrestler, so you know that you understand about uh, how how much you drill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. How much how much of what you do, how how important it is to drill, so that automatically every time your when you not think like you don't have to think if somebody grab your arm the wrong way you know exactly how to respond to it yeah because it's right. become muscle memory it's mm. it's really people who sit around and they write so much and they write and they practice freestyle and they practice mm-hmm. putting words together that automatically if you if somebody say banana they they think bandana and then if they say, yeah. you know what I'm like they, yeah. they can yeah, right, right. In 15 yeah. minutes because everything like it it's it's, it's literally like it remind me of wrestling because it's like if somebody knock you off of what you're thinking about, you automatically are still th- like you still are. It's still muscle memory for you to do certain things. So you never are gonna be completely off balance or completely messed up because Man. you know the fundamentals of what you're doing, kind of. Man, that's that's an interesting comparison because I've never heard somebody compare uh, making music to wrestling. Like that's 
That's interesting. <laughs> bro, I, all right, you got to understand, bro. I, I, I feel like I'm connecting with uh, Justin a lot right now because my little brother is like, is my little brother, uh, he qualified for state this for last year and stuff like that. Like, and my big brother is, we've been, you know, I'm, we're a wrestling family. Everything in my whole life, feel, I feel like I can relate to wrestling and UFC and fighting and stuff like that. Wow. Man, that's, that's dope. That's cool. Yeah. I got to ask we a Twister family, bro. I don't know if you. Know, I, I guess are you from uh, Milwaukee or you're from Illinois? Uh, I, I was born in Chicago, but I know the, twi- uh, the Twisters. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we a Twister family, man. We see it's serious. Wow. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> I know. In music artist being in this quarantine? Uh, you would think it would be a lot damn better, honestly. <laughs> it, it's funny because I, I feel like I, I draw so much inspiration to make music outside of home mm. that it's like sitting at home in front of the computer, in front of the mic and stuff like that. Sometimes it almost, if it's like it's really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, like I know I have I haven't probably written or recorded anything since maybe April. Oh, wow. And I, I recorded some stuff maybe, uh, like, I think two days ago I tried to record some, but the way that it wasn't working, it was like the first time I got back to it in so long because of the fact that it's like being, I feel congested almost. Mm. It's like, a, it, it's like you sit, I'm sitting around like music all the time and stuff like that. And yeah. because I want it so bad, I can't get no ideas and I'm blocking myself out. Yeah. And it's, it, it's just because like, I'll be, I'm thinking like, dang, if I'm sitting here in this house, I should be making music all the time. Like I should never stop making music. Yeah. Right. And it's not really, it don't work. I guess it don't really work that way. Do you think it's like, does like, do you ever like, like walk or just like drive around and ever think about like things that you can like write or talk about? Like, do you ever just like, okay, I need to get out the house and, you know, so I can brainstorm, um, since I can't brainstorm in the house, like, do you think that? Yeah. I, uh, so I guess in a lot of those situations, I try to find, I don't know, I guess I, I try to get around other artists that I know a little bit, or I try to, because really, I feel like the best thing for me as far as making music is finding ways to step out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every year I have some type of milestone of something that allowed me to create a new project. Man. And it's been it's been stag- stagnating kind of being in the house again, especially because I was living in Chicago. So it's like, you know, I was performing in the city a lot and it was really cool. Yeah. And uh, it was just a lot of different experiences that I never really experienced before. And but uh, it, it almost feel like, dang, I'm, I'm sitting in this house again. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Are there like any like open mics happening now? Um, I'm actually talking to uh afton right now afton shows okay uh it's a i guess it's a place that kind of like allows artists to come and 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 do their show and stuff like that uh and so i was i was thinking about whether i want to do a couple shows in chicago or in joliet right now but it's just about like 
for me, I, I take this quarantine stuff kind of serious. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to play with it that deep. I feel you. Um, so, they're still doing it, and I still could do it if I want to. My, actually, my, my boy G, uh, G Flea actually just did a show. Oh, yeah? But uh, it's like I really, really want to be careful about whether or not it's a good idea right now. I understand. I understand. Yeah. That's how, like, uh... uh what did you say, Justin? No, I said, go ahead, B. Oh, it kind of reminds me of this guy named, uh, I think his name is like Herman Cain or something like that. And he was like, uh, Corona isn't real and this and that. And he was going around like telling people, like he went to a Trump rally, like not wearing a mask and this and that. But then he ended up dying of Corona. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not funny, actually. I don't know why I just left. It's like funny, but not funny. <laughs> yeah. The situation was funny. The, the death part wasn't funny, but no, yeah. it's so dumb to me the way that everybody like. I, it feel like almost everybody just is like, I'm, I'm bored. I don't want to sit in the house no more. Yeah. So they decided the coronavirus is not real. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I was saying to Brandon too, like that shows you how like as rude this as may as rude as this may sound like. It shows like how dirty people were, bro. Like people mm. starting to really wash their hands now. People starting to take showers. Like y'all, y'all should have been, been doing that. Man. Like, <laughs> hey, what you think, Brandon? I said they should have been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the world can never actually go back to how it was. And that's what's funny about it. The world will never be able to go back to exactly how it was. Oh, yeah. Like. No. Even when all these laws change and stuff and people go back to work and stuff, I, I got to wonder how long everybody is still going to probably be wearing masks. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be a new sense of normal. What you say, bro? I said it's going to be a new sense of normal, you know? Like the old normal isn't going to exist no more. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be before corona and after corona. Tell me before oh, yeah. corona. It's gonna be like in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> BC, before Corona. Y'all. <laughs> no, me and Brandon were talking. This is like people gonna do what they want to do just out of ignorance, though. You know, so it's like no matter how many laws they make or what they do, like people gonna do what they want to do. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. I know. I know uh, y'all I, see that. It's funny because one of my closest friends right now. Uh, he we get on the phone like once a week and argue for like thirty minutes about uh the the legitimacy of all this coronavirus stuff, and it's like man, it, it almost feel like it's like if 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 basically what I'm concluding from this conversation is all the stats will back up. We'll probably be better off being in quarantine, yeah, for mm-hmm. at least for a moment, and uh, but. It almost seems like every part of the conversation, every time we draw like a, a, a argument on the conversation, mm-hmm. it's because somebody feels like their uh, individuality or they, their freedoms are being taken away rather than the fact that they actually believe that people shouldn't be in quarantine right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and that's like, that's, that's one of those things where it's like, man, how important is it to you to be able to do whatever the heck you want to do at any, you know, at, at the cost of everybody, you know, it, it seems selfish to me, you know, to just be like, I can't sit in the house this long. So yeah. I don't think that we should do it anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. 
It's like people right, don't want right. to deal with themselves or or because like when people are in quarantine right now, it's making them have to deal with themselves a lot that they're not used to. You know, they mm-hmm. have to face some harsh truths that they've been running from right. for a long time. You know, yeah. And like this time being alone yeah. is really making them lean on think about them. You know, because yeah. you can't yeah. escape, right. you can't go out to party, you can't go drinking, you can't do this and that. You have to stay in the house, to stay stay safe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It has been things that I've had to. I feel like from the beginning or growing up to now, I can tell there are some things that I've really grown as a person. You know. Yeah. And it was like a lot of things I had to unlearn. But if it wasn't for me, for us being in quarantine, I probably wouldn't have to face them truths. You know. Yeah, I think I think facing like that's kind of been the theme of it for me too. Is like having to face everything you got going on in your life. Like I know for me. It was a lot of drifting stuff like that. It, it, I feel like I was drifting for a long time on a lot of stuff. Like I'm smart enough to be in college and get through. Yeah. But I'm, I, it's been forcing you to actually think about okay, like how important is it that you actually are taking a lot of things seriously? Are you figuring out what you want to do? Because I feel like stuff is happening now really fast, and we, people have to figure out what they want to do really fast right now because of the fact that it's like. If you sit in this box for like two months mm. and you feel like and you start to feel like low on yourself or you start to feel like you're not doing nothing in your life, man, that hit. It hurt it hit hard. Like yeah. it hit me hard to feel like, dang, I'm not doing enough right now. Because mm. I sitting in this house and having to actually think about mm-hmm. life and stuff like that, yeah. It's eating me alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's something that's forcing everybody to really start to figure out like it's really serious that everybody started to, to, to do stuff and start to figure out what it is that you want to do and actually start taking steps to that because it, it, it'll eat you a lot to sit around and have to deal with yourself all day long if you not loving the way that you're doing stuff, you know? Facts. Right. And yeah. I had uh, two more questions for you. My first question is, so with, with everything that's going on Mm-hmm. 
Right. And so I need to kind of fume. I need to get everything out, and then so that I can I can function and I can start being a conducive human being again. Because I wasn't, it wasn't conducive for me to sit. Uh, it, it, it wasn't conducive to me to be like political about stuff or to be okay or not want to fight and not want to be like real pissed off and not want to beat somebody up. Mm-hmm. I had to get that energy out in order for me to start. Okay, now like let's be constructive let's figure out how ways to be to actually get stuff done you know yeah yeah and it's always good to uh you know let things up like uh i know me and brandon we were just like so shell shocked because i was on my way to nationals and then they canceled the nationals while we were there and i came back and then me and brandon yeah. were just like we was chilling the whole day and they kept campus was like literally like ghost town and my parents drove all the way up and then cleared my stuff out and yeah. like me and Brendan had so much planned like we, because that's when we <clears throat> we were going to do some more shows and then we had the senior social and all this coming up and like right. I was mm-hmm. telling Brendan like we didn't have really like a closure like school year you know yeah. and that was like I was really upset about, but it's like once you learn, like just live what's going on. It's like it's it's really like there's nothing you can change about it. So it's like it's got to be some type of way to let all that negative energy out, you know. So it's never a bad yeah. thing to to um, um, let like bad energy out because you'll be able to function, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then my second question was, do you think, um, you ever heard of a rapper called Saha? Wait, wait, say it again? You said, yeah. No, I said, what'd you say? I said, have you heard of a rapper called, oh, I said, have you heard of a rapper called Saha the Prince? I've definitely heard the name before. Yeah. But I don't know, I don't know who he is. I've definitely heard the name before, though. Okay. He, he's another... Uh, if you look him up when we're done, like he, he's another brand that kind of, that kind of like reminds me of you. Like, like he's a very like like lyrical type of like rapper, like kind of like laid back chill and like his last album is called No Joke on Sundays, and yeah. basically he mixed a lot of uh, Bob Marley, like his he was uh, just seeing if he like normal or anything like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so I, he makes like a lot of, like he used to make music with, with Kanye, he used to record with Kanye, and it's like, uh, he has a very lyrical, kind of like, it's lyrical, but it's chill at the same time, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, who who I are some of your... I, I definitely listen into it, dude. I bet, bet, bet. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know, you know what's so funny? I know, I, I don't listen to so much music, I, I listen to so little music, man, I feel like. Like I, I feel like I have uh, like a lot of artists that I listen to, and then I don't know about anything outside of that scope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so okay. I'm trying to find new artists. Everybody's different, you know. Everybody's, you know, even the way people how they create their music. Like everybody's different, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people may need to. Some people may need to eat to think about this, or is there something you know unusual to you know? Like everybody's different. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, so who are some of your musical uh, influences? 
Oh my god, I got a list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think uh, so Earl Sweatshirt is the reason why I started making music. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Uh, but and and I think I heard Chum, and then I immediately was like, dang, I really want to start rapping. <laughs> and then uh, like I I think that aesthetically like ASAP Rocky was 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 real formative too. Okay. And it's not really on on his own like a rapping tip. It was just more about the way he put music together. It's like he has really good ideas. Okay. And then I feel like I kind of got away from a lot of rappers. Like I feel like I uh, immediately after that, like I started learning a lot of stuff from listening to like um, the Gorillas. Like my favorite band is the Gorillas. Okay. And uh, and then it was like uh, then Frank Ocean was okay. really big. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I remember Frank Ocean. It, it was it was a couple yeah. of joints Frank, on the. Uh, Frank Ocean honestly is like one of my favorite artists to ever do it, like of all time type yeah. stuff, man. He's he's tough. He, he's low key a real good singer. Like he, he doesn't get talked about a lot, but like you actually hear him sing, but he's just like man. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Like man, like you had a couple of songs on the album. I, I could imagine like. Frank being on, you know, it's off the sound, you know. Nah, I, I think, I think honestly, I had to change the way I made music when I heard Blonde, bro. That was a big album for me. That was serious. For real? Yeah, that was a big deal to me, man. Dog, that that album was was so dope, bro. Like I remember yeah. when it came out when I was in college, like my freshman year, like bro, like like I was going through a little relationship or whatever. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Hey dog, that joint came out at the perfect time, cause it like expressed yeah. how I felt like perfectly, you know. Yeah, and I I think uh, like more so now, I've been listening to a lot of people like kind of closer to the ground as far as like like a lot of people I'm close to it seem like. Okay. But also like other Chicago artists like uh, I don't know if y'all heard of uh, heard everybody. Okay, I'm, a, I'm it like it's like uh, super, this dude Superboy and this dude Kari. Okay. And then this dude Malato who make all the beats and stuff, and dude like they like a band, but they was so cold that it was like ridiculous. When they broke up, I was like, dang, this is this is like a big deal to me too. For real? So I don't know. I feel like I get I, I feel like I grab inspiration from everything I listen to. Okay. Like Mick Jenkins, I, I feel like I when I first started rapping, I wanted to sound like Mick Jenkins. Uh huh. I remember that water uh, joint, that water project he had. Dude, that was that was a big deal to me too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel like more so it's it's like it's just anybody who's making a lot of stuff that's like instrumental inspired, almost like that. I really like music. Like I like Mm -hmm. progressive music and stuff. Like not like just like beats that have a loop to them. Yeah. But I like beats that kind of to go into their own different place and they kind of had their own thing going on. Yeah. Like uh, my little brother is a big deal with that. Like he uh. He didn't play any instruments, but he's probably the smartest human being I've ever met in my whole life. And uh, he, he like, helped me make a lot of my projects as far as just organizing ideas and stuff like that. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he, he's, he's, a, he's a, he also is a wrestler. Uh, but it's the way that he breaks stuff down. Like, he kind of he taught himself how to wrestle just oh, wow. off of the fact that he just, like, he just wanted it. Like, he's a dude who, like, if he obsesses over anything, he gets real freaking good at it. And it's to the point where, like, he started wrestling his freshman year, and it's, like, almost like a brand-new wrestler. Like, he didn't really know much at all. And his senior, uh, his, his junior year, like, he was the captain, 
And then his senior year, he he was he was a state qualifier. Dang. And, uh, so like, but no, like he he went to school. He went to Mizzou. On uh, he went to Mizzou and he he's trying out for the team. Like actually, probably like tomorrow or something like that. You got to try out. Okay. Wow. But um, he also he he like has sat sat down in his room this whole time he's been at school, yeah. and has just been teaching himself how to play instruments. And it's like he probably is like a month into it, but he like can play full songs and stuff like that. And I'm like, this dude is ridiculous. Cause my brain don't work that way. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Um, I'm actually moving to uh, uh, Vegas, and yeah. when I was in, when I was in Vegas visiting, um, well, I don't know if you know, but uh, my uncle plays. You you heard of a group called Boys to Men? Yeah, yeah, of course. My uncle plays keyboard for them. But yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, and just hearing like different like going to the West Coast and hearing like like different like. Uh, like different type of like West Coast music from like the East mm-hmm. Coast is just like a lot like like different. I don't want to always say like West like to me. I don't know like West Coast is just I'm so used to like the East Coast music. I guess why <laughs> that's why I think West Coast music is um, a little better because like the I don't know it's like the beats and everything. It's just different. Like it's vibes. Sound yeah. and everything is just a lot different. West Coast, oh, West yeah. Coast is vibes, dude. Yeah. They, they whole thing oh, is yeah. vibes. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah bro. Like, do you think it's because like it's more variety things to talk about since you're on like the West Coast of like town, or do you think it's just a matter of like? Like just brainstorming. I think it's a, I think it's a culture. So it's like it's a way that people are brought up, kind of. It's like, a, I don't know. So like, okay, let me say this: the West Coast is pretty affluent if you compare it to like New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So like, yeah. everything about New York is about. It's not as much about the music. It's more about the person that's talking. It's like it's a whole thing. The whole culture is about. Like, to be this the type of nigga I am, I had to be the hardest dude ever to make it out of where I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. everything is about you being, like, gritty and you being this hard dude and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when you compare that to Westside, of course, Westside got their own, like, they own, you know, like, different type of thing and everything. But I think that not having that, like, thing where they have to be so hard and they have to be so gritty and stuff like that, like, that's yeah. not the culture. Mm-hmm. It means that they ha- they get to experiment a little bit more and try new- a lot of new stuff out. Okay. Right. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I like, uh, like a lot of the stuff that I liked about, uh, that I like about Jay Z, don't have nothing to do with the music, and they don't have nothing to do with even how good he is at rapping. It's like, it's like some people you look at and be like, man, I know this dude. This dude is just cool as hell. Like he just goes. Like it's like it's like you you sold more on the person than you are even sold on the music. Almost. It's like. A lot of people were like that. True. He's stupid how much money he's making too. I mean, like, I mean that in a good way. Like, he's he's getting in his bag. You know what I mean? He's yeah. It, it almost like listening to it make you feel like like man, this dude is a hustler. Like when you listen to him, it's like man, I, I can feel this. Like I feel everything he's saying, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. And yeah. I hope this younger generation like catches on to that because 
you start to see nowadays, tell me if I'm wrong, but a lot of more people are trying to become rappers. Mm. But, you know, obviously, everybody's not rappers, you know what yeah. I mean? But they're just trying to become like, oh, this rapper is becoming a rapper because he's like, in order to be good, I love, I mean, I know this from like wrestling, from, from wrestling for someone, um, you have to learn, you have to love your craft. becomes uh accessible it automatically like I, I would say that chance the rapper and there's a couple other people who completely changed the way that music is made like soundcloud became something that was acceptable mm-hmm. and that was like good and it meant that every if you got a computer and a microphone you can record some music and yeah. so it means it, and i think like okay i'm gonna do this again i'm gonna compare it to fighting again okay. but like okay when the ufc became big when, once the UFC became big enough, like when it first came out, there was like very a, a very select amount of people who could actually become good enough to be in the UFC. But the standard for how good those people had to be was a lot lower. Mm. And then as it got more popular, like you get people like uh, Anderson Silva and Israel and Adesanya and John Jones, who was like, man, like I've been wanting to do this since I was a little kid. But because I've heard about it and because now I know that there's a route to get there. Like, now there's more people who want to do it. So the standard for how good you have to be to be in it is so much higher. Mm-hmm. And with music, it's almost like nobody is taking the, uh, the, 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 the route of working with executives anymore. And because they don't, they've taken that middleman out, the standard is still low. Like, mm-hmm. you still can be, if you're popular enough, you still can be famous without actually paying your dues or without actually making music or learning about music or learning how to make music because of the fact that if you have a microphone, people can hear you. And if people like you, then everybody can hear you. You know? That's that's a great point, man. It's like like, uh, people are doing what they see other people are making money at, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's not necessarily because they enjoy making music. They're just doing it because they see, oh... It's somebody make, they see they see the people at the top that's making millions off of it without yeah, it's like, I, I can go get fifty dollars and go buy a microphone. Yep. Yep. And it's like without even realizing like these people that, that are up there making these millions, most likely they have a certain love for the craft that's able for them to perfect it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, man. But man, like even like when I listen to your album, bro. Like, like your sound, it kind of reminds me of, uh, you ever heard of St. John? I've definitely heard of St. John. Uh, but I, I you know what's funny? What? I know these people. I don't, I don't, I don't know a lot of their stuff. Okay. okay. Like I've heard bits and pieces of St. John. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you remind me of like a, a way more chiller version of him and like a mix of Frank <laughs> Ocean also. That's why it's kind of interesting to hear you say like you enjoy listening to Frank Ocean. Yeah. Yep. 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 Because I kind of heard it on, on a couple of songs on the album. I'm like, man, this this sound, I feel like it, it would sound perfect with him and Frank on it, you know? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> uh, my I was going to tell you, you ask anybody who, who their favorite rapper is, 
it's either a little dirt, the baby, little baby, or just, you know, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I mean, they, their music is good to a certain extent, but like, like real hip hop, you remember, um, uh, I can't even think of the song, I'm not a brain fart, uh, 90s, like, if you listen to like, some like, old, like, hip hop music, like, man, you could tell, like, the difference, just, like once it got to the like two thousands, yeah, <laughs> it it was mean? more authentic in a way. More like technology, you know, auto tune and all this stuff. You know what I mean? It's, it was a lot it harder. Was, it was a yeah. lot harder for people to get in. So it, it also is the fact that that we have a genre issue. Mm. Like mm. Uh, I think music has a genre issue right now, and it's like. Honestly, I don't think that these people care about hip hop at all because they're not hip hop artists. Ooh, right. ooh, I, I feel you on that, bro. Like, when I when I when I started trying to learn how to actually rap and stuff like that, I listened a lot to like Nas and uh, and I really and I really liked uh, damn, who, I liked a lot of people. I liked uh, Rakim, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I, I didn't. I, I listened to a lot of different stuff when I was really really interested in rapping. Yeah, and then uh, I feel like at some point rap broke off into maybe like th- two or three different genres. Yeah, and and people kind of like they still group it together, and it kind of makes it disrespectful for certain people to still be rappers. When if this person is a rapper, then how the heck is a uh, Post Malone a rapper? Bro, if, I was just thinking not, that. Oh my gosh! You know what I'm saying? You like they, you can't categorize all these people in the same thing because they just not yeah, the same type of thing. Right, and it's like it's like uh, you can say about like it could be as simple as like like fruit. Everything is not fruit, you know. You got your fruit and your vegetables. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. if you go on Instagram, it's like I see like a, a new like a new rapper that I never even heard of, but you are like like all these rappers. I can categorize Bro, that really sense. it doesn't. They all have two different sounds. Yeah, it's not. It, it's, it's not the same type of thing, bro. You know, yeah. like J Cole. J Cole gets snubbed from the Grammys every single year. But you got to think about it like this: if if there was a hip hop award, and then there was a rap music award, and then there was a a pop rap or something like that, or something like that, anything yeah. like that, it would mean that you know, like Kendrick. Would have won that one award that for some reason Macklemore won. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Duh. And Macklemore won it because because white people do want to hear Macklemore rap. Yeah. But black people don't care right. about that, and hip hop don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no hip hop, and that's what I said. Like hip hop is not the same anymore because you got so many. Even I don't know, you know, like with Travis. I don't know you. You know Travis Scott is. Yeah, I know. I know. I know Travis Scott is. Okay. He to me he got cheated out of um I think it was like a year ago but he got a sh- he got this um this um show well, it was like a movie behind the scenes type thing on Netflix yeah. and basically it showed like his come up and yeah. he got cheated out of a Grammy to um like you know Cardi B Cardi B and Travis Scott are two different like you said they're two different type of rappers it's like 
J. Cole is not the same as Meek Mill. You just can't compare the two because they're two, they're in their own land. They're two different type of rappers, you know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's a thin line in the same way. I feel like hip hop should, if you're going to win the Grammy, it should be all for like, is your music really that good? Like, does it speak value? Does it speak, uh, uh, like, does it speak value to, like, the whole hip-hop? Like, does it, does it like, pop? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just yeah. think it's also, like, uh, this is my top song, just go the most popular rapper to win the Grammy. You know what I mean? Right, Everybody right. Oh man, like no, I you, definitely agree. Yeah, that's definitely true, bro. You made a great point about how the how how like there needs to be like a definition of each genre, you know? Yeah, you know what the award is called in the Grammys that's so uh, disrespectful right now is urban contemporary music, bro. Anything that black people, anything that black people made is called urban contemporary. Yeah, what? But yeah. That means that like that means that you'll have. You know, Tyler the Creator and Frank Ocean and all these other people fighting for the same awards sometimes mm-hmm. because of the fact that because of just because of the fact that like black people basically they don't have an award set aside for certain things. They kind of diminish the whole they diminish R&B and rap in a lot of different ways. And one of the ways they diminish it is by literally like not really giving it its own their own like they're not even. They don't even consider them to actually be real genres, almost. Yeah. By saying urban contemporary is pretty much just anybody who's in this category, like any of these people. And you made the point too. They're trying to. It's in a way where there's like people. It's like the hip hop is kind of trying. It's almost like forcing people into rappers because it's like you got people from like. R&B and stuff, all sides, like you said, for, for, for one thing, but they're yeah. all in different genres. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'm taking away from their craft. So it's like, you know what I mean? Every, like you said, everybody should have, everybody should have a different, should be able to fight for their own award, award in their own yeah. genre. In a moment type of thing. Yeah. It's like it's like a real like in a moment. Yeah. 
Like, bro, like, is it, 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 I, I never thought about it like that. It's like, when, it's like when, when any, when anybody put it, when anybody puts something out that's new, it's like, it's like they automatically think it's good because it's new. They haven't heard from that, you know, that rapper, um, or that singer in a long time, but just because mm. it's new, it's not only good, you know? But like, like yeah. you said, I feel like, I mean, Drake, like you said, Drake is good, but he always gives what the people want, you know what I mean? He does, like, he's put, do you, okay, do you feel like sometimes he rush with his music sometimes? Like, rush I feel like a lot of times, like I feel like a lot of times if somebody was forcing Drake to make a project, if Drake had to make a project that was going to be really, really meaningful to Sam and stuff like that, I, I, I think that honestly, when Drake gets inspired by stuff, he makes really, really good projects. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's not the goal anymore. Mm. I think the goal, of, uh, the goal of it right now is to make sure that he's keeping up with everything so that he can stay as being Drake and being the top artist and stuff like that and winning the most awards until he get a good idea. Ooh. Mm. That, that's so a like, good it's point, real man. easy to like to like you know drop a uh to like drop a a song with like Lil Yachty and the baby right now and stuff like that so that everybody can hear the song more than anything, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It it kinda reminds me how yeah, he had What did you say, Justin? No, go ahead, B. I was gonna say it kinda reminds me how he has these different songs, but he used these different type of accents on them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that was tough too. I was like, well, I don't know what's going on with that. Like, like, and once I heard him speaking Arabic, I was like, what? Where did this come from? Yeah. And then he got the joint with uh, your dirt. I'm like, okay, it's cool. What'd you say, Justin? I said it couldn't be any worse that that song by Kanye with the whoopity scoop. Oh my gosh, I forgot about Yo, he, yo, he was like, Scoopity Whoop, Whoopity Scoop. I was like, what? Bro, the beat was low key hard. Like, it, it wasn't, I was like, I was kind of vibing to it a little bit. And no, I, I don't like, know if y'all know the story that he was trolling, bro. Oh, yeah, I, I had a feeling. He had he to be with that one. Basically, he was supposed to give, that was. He was supposed to get that beat to Drake before him and Drake got into it. And so, because, so when they got into it, basically he said, "I'm gonna just make some. I'm gonna make some BS and just make it, make a joke out of it." Yo, Petty. Hey, that, that was during that was during that time period, bro. When they was when they was beefing. Oh, that's the ultimate troll right there, bro. Bro, no kite. That's what that's what I mean. Kanye was my favorite rapper, and you know, he just kind of got off track because, like, it, all of his music, bro, was just it was just different, bro. Like, I can't explain it. I just grew up listening to 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 Kanye. You know, him being obviously being a Chicago rapper too, but yeah. um, I, sure. I just feel like kind of bad for him because he just you know with his mother. Um, you know, dying from, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and he, he honestly has, he had a lot of, even before that happened, he had a lot of, uh, underlying, like, mental issues, True. and I think that, uh, I think that being famous, 
and losing his mom and immediately having to go back to jump back into projects and making work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that he never really had time to sit around, sit there and say like, dang, he even, I think he did say that. He said that uh, when he had that breakdown and he had to go to the hospital like last year, yeah. that was the first time he sat down and stopped working since his mom died. Sheesh. And I think once that happened, once he should have, what he should have done is like, told his fans, told his manager, like, I need a mental break right now from, you know, just from from being Kanye West to the yeah. to my fans and stuff. Like, like sometimes I feel like you have to be selfish so you can take care of yourself, you know? But sometimes you don't know. Like, uh, I know uh, my cousin, my cousin, uh, my cousin, my uncle died. And, I, you know, my cousin's father died uh, maybe, like, I want to say about four or five years ago. Okay. And uh, it was kind of like, it was shocking to me because when I was hanging out with my cousin, like we was in the hospital and we we were waiting, basically waiting on my uncle to die. Mm. And my cousin was in, he was the only person in like really, really good spirits and he was good and he was cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, after he died, like I was, you know, I, I was kind of watching him because I, I just like, you know, for the next couple of weeks, I was just trying to make sure he was good and I was watching him kind of. And uh, he was, he, you know, he, he, I, like, I kind of, it was almost like he was never better. Like, he was cool. He was chilling. Yeah. And there was no problems. And I, it, it like, it, it, don't, like, it, it kind of dawned on me that it was like, man, like, uh, I don't think it's, it, it hasn't hit him yet because everybody else completely, like, was in shambles for a minute. Yeah. And, uh, and he felt like, in his heart, he felt like he had to be strong and he had to do what he had to do. Mm. And it probably wasn't until, like, maybe a month or a couple months. After his dad died, that I saw him just completely, completely break down. Ooh. You know, and it's necessary. It's completely necessary to, to, to do that. Yeah. But I feel like it hits some people. And some people feel like, like some people don't have the ability to feel emotion first. Mm. And they have to, they have to like continue to do what they're doing just to become, be sane and be human beings. Yeah. And then they, then they, like they, ha- everybody's going to have a, a moment, but it's like some people, they first reaction is not to to get sad or to do anything like that because it's like when I talked to him about it, he was like, "No, nah, man, I, I, you know, my dad is gone. Like I, I knew my dad was dying and stuff like that. He had cancer for a while, and I knew I saw it coming. Yeah. So I, I kind of prepared myself for it, but I was thinking like, man, let me know. Like just just keep me like like stay in contact with me because I, I I know that at some point yeah it's gonna hit you again and it's gonna hit you really really hard because of the fact yeah. that you've been so strong for so long. That's a, that's a dangerous thing to do because when you try to portray yourself as numb is you don't embrace anything really you know and you yeah. just you just keep on going as if nothing has happened you know and yeah, eventually yeah. that that reality yeah. will catch up with you 
And when it does, it hits even harder. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so. Man, that's it's it's t- it's tough, bro. But how do you enjoy this little break though right now with, with quarantine and stuff? Like how are you uh, staying sane? I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I I spend a lot of time outside because ain't nobody else outside. Mm. Okay. So it's been cool with that. Like I know a lot of this quarantine has been trying to build good habits. Yeah. For me. So like, uh, just like I, like I said, I started working out just like, like, and I'm on a routine where I wake up early in the morning. I work, I work out like me and my girlfriend was on FaceTime and we just worked out at like nine o'clock this morning and just, we did our little workout and then we start our day, you know, trying to make sure I'm eating good and all this stuff like that. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I I'm kind of trying to, I get bored a lot. So it's like, yeah. I have to figure out something. Like, if I don't do nothing by the middle of the day, I can't watch TV for the rest of it. So it's like, mm. I got to figure out how I'm going to get outside and find something to do. Yeah. Or I need to just get busy with so with a project or something or anything. Mm. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, it's been up and down because of the fact that immediately, like, the, my first reaction to the quarantine was... Like it's good to have this break and all this stuff like that. Like, like it was a, re- it was like kind of like a, a, a relief. And then immediately, it was like, okay, I'm starting to get like depressed from this. I'm I, like being mm. in the house this long is not okay. Like I don't, I don't, I don't be in the house this long. I don't like being in the house. Yeah. I don't. Then it was kind of like now, like I kind of got into a like a, a groove of it. Like I kind of got comfortable with it and I got comfortable with stuff. And then, like probably like right now. What's starting to happen is I have to find something now to do again. Like I can't, I can't, uh, I can't be comfortable no more. Kind of. I feel so you. I've been like doing like DoorDash or whatever I can try to do. Okay. So okay. Do little side hustle. No, I love that. But it, it's like, it, it really do. Like it, it is like, I can't be in this house too long. I'm just not a person that's used to being on my butt a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. And, Another reason why, like, I'm moving to Vegas because of the sunshine, man, because it's like, here, I hate, and this weather, it can get, like, legit get, like, man, and, you know, Vegas yeah. is, is all year around, and it's like, sometimes you need that for your mental, just moving to, like, a different state, like, just getting that yeah. sunshine all day, all year round, sometimes that, that can make a change in your life, just, just getting more stunned, you know. No, it's definitely. Like gloomy and stuff outside. Like you can't really, can't really go outside and do much. I mean, it, it's it's depressing, man. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the yeah. harsh truth of it. But yeah, yeah. It's everybody deals with it a different way. Yeah, definitely. If you if you're sitting in that, you people don't know that it's, it's actually is is like scientifically, it's a real it's a real thing that. If you're not getting no sunlight, it is going to actually depress you, and it don't have anything to do about the fact that like you can have activities that you do in the house every single day, but it's it's actually a need for human beings to be outside or mm-hmm. to be in the sunlight or like you know like it, it, these are real things that like they can they can, they change your it's like you'll be you'll have an imbalance from from being in the house too long, you know? Yeah, it it takes a mood too, just like you'd be like. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do today. Yeah. Like different things like that, man. It's just like, uh, if you if you if you imagine like 
if we got sunshine every day in Chicago or Milwaukee, like that would be a whole difference. Like just waking up to that every single day, man. That yeah. that mm-hmm. changes people's mood. And, yeah. You know when that when December comes, you that's the um, for in my opinion, that's when a lot of people get depressed because yeah. Especially when the snow is starting coming, you can't go out the house, you can't really, you can't go outside and do anything. So I feel like yeah. if we're still in this pandemic during the winter, I think it might it's not gonna be take a large thing for, yeah. 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 for some of those people. Yeah, for some of those people, already not in the right mental state yet. Mm-hmm. Or at least. Yeah. Right well, I got state. some questions for y'all too. Can I ask y'all each a question real quick? Go, go ahead, man. Yeah, man, uh, okay, so three things. Three things. One one question for each person, then a question for both of y'all. So I'm gonna ask the question for both of y'all first. Okay. Uh, how did y'all like get together and had get this idea to start this podcast? That's kind of cool. Like I've I've actually been really really interested in watching and like exploring the idea of like actually being their own or doing a podcast. I'll, I'll so, go ahead, go ahead and ask it first, Justin. All right. So, um, I think I think it was doing like the um. Uh, we was going to school. At, uh, well, I had actually met Brandon because we had a mutual friend. Um, so I'm like, man, especially with Brandon, we, you know, we hit off like, we, like we clicked real, you know, real well. And he's yeah. basically like the only true friend I had at Abraham. So um, going into my senior year in the summer, I was thinking, I was like, hmm. I was like, I called him. I'm like, Brandon, we should start a podcast. And <clears throat> And he was like, hey, why don't we, you know, why don't we just try it? And they had a little booth that, you know, me and him um, got a chance to go in. It was actually pretty cool. Um, he came up with the name. Um, yeah, we just, I mean, we had we had a lot of comments to talk about, like, some of our past experiences. And it really, it really helped with the, uh, starting with the podcast because we had a lot of deep things to get out. Um, yeah. that we weren't mm-hmm. talking with other people, uh, including our family members, about that we can yeah. be honest with each other that we not go talk about his situation to another person, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're right. letting everything out on the podcast. So. Mm. Yeah, like, like Justin... Justin nice. came up with the idea, man, and then once we like started going to the little studio on campus, and we would record like episodes here and there. At first, we were just doing it, just like to do it, you know, just talk, mm-hmm. you know. And but now it's like it's really like therapeutic in a way, you know. Like now mm-hmm. we're able like to let out all our thoughts completely, you know. You yeah. like 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 we're having a like having a social media account. Yeah, you can let your thoughts out, but you can't express them fully, you know? Yeah. But it's like we're having That's a it. podcast. You can take all the time you need to get out how you're feeling, you know? Yeah, definitely. So it, it's, it's, it's dope, bro. I think nah, it's something... I think it's really dope, and I definitely think it's therapeutic, too. Like, it's a lot of people. I have a lot of close people who are starting to do similar things, like well, conversationals and all these different things just because of the fact that it make it, it, it honestly is like a release and it's it's some time to actually like I listen to a lot of podcasts because it's just like for me it's just nice to have something that's going in the background or I'm 
just like I'm chilling or I'll, I have time to actually think about some stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, man, like I've been listening like to different podcasts since probably... My my sophomore year of high school, I've been like listening like to Charlemagne and God, like him and Andrew Schultz. They have a a podcast, and I've been listening to them since yeah. since so I was in high school. Is it the Brilliant Idiots? Yup, yup. Yeah, yeah. And it's like dog, like hearing them just talk about different topics and stuff like that over the years, and now being able to is like it's really cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. Yes, sir. All right, my next question for y'all. It's going to be about y'all individual stuff. Okay. So, Brandon, I know when I met you, I remember when I met you and stuff like that, you was, uh, you were really, really, really big and tracking everything like that. Yeah. I want to, I kind of want to hear, like, kind of how, how all that stuff, like, I don't know, I kind of want to hear more about it and how, what it, how, as it relates to the quarantine and how it just really relates to nowadays and stuff like that. Okay. Like, the reason I was so, so, like, big into track it's because I was doing it for football, you know, trying to stay in shape and this and that, you know, trying yeah. to be the ultimate football player I could I could become, you know. But then in yeah. the process of doing track, I realized I actually enjoyed it, you know. Yeah. And I and I met some some real cool people that I'm still close with to this day, like Corey, Tyen, Lamelvin, and Will. Yeah, I, got, I just got real close to the with uh with Tyen actually. Yeah, and it's yeah. like. Having going to track practice with them every day, it was it was always a great experience. You know, we was always doing something new. Yeah. You know, and we was always like very true to ourselves, and we never tried to front anything. You know, we was right, we was right. we was very like we we're very different, but we were like we're very genuine to the person we are. You know, and like a yeah. lot of things that. We all went through like similar situations, but we dealt with them differently, you know. So like having that, and we spend so much time together, and like especially like at track meets and stuff, like you're able to, you spend like almost a whole Saturday at a, a track meet, you know. So yeah. you gonna have to get to know your teammates, and that and that's what happened as we got to know each other, like we grew closer and closer, you know. Yeah. So that was just a great experience. That's why I enjoy track so much. But it's like now I'm just trying to find ways for us to like keep in touch with each other, you know. Yeah. That that answer, did I even answer the question though? Well, well, I was say I, I was I was about to follow up a little bit, but how 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 has um this quarantine and everything going on like affected athletics for you? Mm. Well, like for me, like I was I was playing football, but then I was done. You know, I had like one more year of eligibility left. But it was like I didn't have the the love for it anymore, you know. Yeah. So and I wasn't. They didn't, they didn't even, and they also I don't think they gave people their eligibility. I know like with wrestling especially, I don't think they gave people their eligibility back for this year. Uh. Which which is so ridiculous. Yeah, that, that that's tough. Especially given the fact that people are some people are probably not gonna be able to do. Like I'm not sure how wrestling is gonna be this year if they're gonna be able to do it. Mm. Yeah. yeah my my brother coach at, uh he coached at Princeton now. Oh, for real. And, uh, Wow. I don't know. I don't know at all if they even gonna have a program this year. Man, that's what he said. You know, he said he don't even know if they got a program. See, see, that's tough. And like, I kind of like, like I was able to enjoy my senior year, like, playing football. Yeah. But like, the upcoming seniors, the summers of it, like the seniors of this year, like they're not even being able to have that that homecoming game. You know, that they senior not night game. Be able to have 
they probably never will because of the fact that they're probably not going to be eligible. Yeah, and, and it just sucks because I know these guys, they put in the work during the summertime before even coming to, like, fall camp, you know? And just think they yeah. put that much time and effort into something and they're not going to be able to get any true closure, you know? Right, right. But, like, with me, I, like, I was, I was able to get the closure that I needed and I wanted, you know? So that that was great for me, but I feel sorry for them for not being able to get that closure. No, I understand that. That, that kind of goes to the question I was going to ask you, uh, you just about just how all this stuff has affected you, you and your sport and the things like your quarantine. The quarantine has affected all your athletics and stuff. Well, kind of kind of take from off what Brandon said. Like for me. You know, I was you know, I was on a I mean, I'm a obviously I'm a you know, I'm a four time all American I'm at the the fourth one is a pandemic all American where they selected <laughs> like the top I forget what it was. It was depending on how your season was, your rank was. Right. Um, but I was going into the national tournament um wrestling um I was I was ranked number I was ranked number I was ranked number three in nation and um, you know after I prepared everything for that. Wait, what weight are you? One twenty six. We drilled on the match and everything because you know when they um one thirty three. One thirty three, my fault. Okay. No, you're good. And when I got there, um, we was drilling and stuff. And my coach, my head coach, he was on the phone for some reason for a long. Look stressed and stuff, and you know, I had a few pounds to get um, and my coach, my sister, coach, she was like, Hey, we got a meeting upstairs, so I'm like, All right, I have to stop from work. I had a good sweat going, and my sister, coach, was like, Yeah, the, the tournament is canceled. I was so mad, like, I was, it was just like, What? Mm. 
it wasn't like it wasn't like we was even really watching. We wasn't we wasn't we was barely watching, bro. We knew that we knew like, we knew what this nigga was gonna do. You know he was gonna get the dub. We knew he was gonna get the dub, and it was like it was because the years before that, like his freshman year, he did pretty good, but he was real skinny and real lanky and all this stuff. Yeah. Like it took until maybe his junior year where it was like he might like he got a real chance to possibly do something, and then senior year he didn't. I think. Uh, he didn't give up any takedowns that whole season. He broke. He was a uh, Illinois athlete of the year or something like that. Man, because uh, he didn't give up any takedowns the whole season. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, I, I'm a, I, actually, I just followed you on Instagram. Yeah, I'm, I can send you his Instagram and everything. I, I, I actually really want you to get in, in contact with him about uh, Black Wrestlers Association. Okay, that's for sure, for sure. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's been recruiting a lot of people into it. Like, uh, he's been recruiting, uh, like, Jaden Cox and, uh, and Jordan Burroughs and uh, Walter Furtrell and all these people. Wow. But, uh, hey, I Because like like with me personally like with, with playing football, I as I've started to work on myself more, and I start to love myself more, the less and less I really cared about playing football, you know, because because there was a point in time I was just doing it because I was so insecure and I was searching for a way for people to accept me, and I thought if I if I'm if I'm decent at, at football, people will like me as a person. You know, it's funny. What up? Everything is like that, bro. Every single thing that a person does, mm-hmm. anytime you feel a need to to excel, uh, to excel in something, it's not even it's not always even outside. But sometimes it's like you have to prove you got to prove to yourself some things, and you got to validate some stuff to yourself about how 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 hard how how hard you gonna work and how good you could be at something. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's a really like it's a, it's actually a really really good thing. It's like what makes people great. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That's true, man. But it's like like now with the, having a podcast like this. What did you say, Justin? Oh, uh, like like having a podcast now is like I could do it at a sense of peace, you know, while trying to prove something to somebody, you know. Like I'm doing it because I actually enjoy doing this, you know. Yeah. It isn't like I'm trying to prove to somebody. Oh, I know how to talk. You know, <laughs> like, it's like I'm doing it because I enjoy talking with Justin and I enjoy talking with other people. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's great, bro. Yeah, definitely. I, are y'all are y'all like uh 
I don't know how, many, how long have y'all been doing this. The only, you know, it's funny. I only I heard about this maybe last week because Tyen retweeted it. Yeah. And I was just excited. I was like, man, I ain't heard. Of, I ain't heard. I ain't talked to Brandon in so long. I got to check his podcast out. Yeah. We almost been doing this for almost a year now. Yeah, like, 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 we, like we started recording like in like in November. Like we was recording on campus and stuff. But like uh-huh. now, like we're actually taking it serious now. You know. Yeah. So like over the last. Month and a half or so, like we've really been locking in and like really taking this podcast serious. Whereas before, we was just doing it just to like hang out on campus, you know, we talk to each other and this and that, you know. Yeah, that's cool. So, so it, it's dope, bro. Yeah, cause like like yeah. tie in like I used to like send him like like different clips like here and there, like if me and Justin like was to record, you know. Yeah. So it it, it was great. Like it was, it's great talking with you. Cause bro, I still remember the days in high school, like when we just talk and chop it up. You know? Nah, you you was my big brother, bro. You was my pastor back then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told, I told, I told, uh, I told uh, Brandon that yeah, he he that he's either he's either the pastor or he's one of the uh, you know when people you, you talk to him about like relationships and stuff, bro. He's giving great advice, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's always been like that, bro. Like man, like now. I look back at some of the stuff I used to say, like, when I was younger, like, back in high school and stuff. I be like, bruh, you tripping, dog. You need to just tone it down just a little bit. Like, you got good intentions, but tone it down, my guy. Yeah. No, like, funny. same, bro. Hey, I'm going to keep it real with y'all, bro. In high school, I didn't know what love was, bro. I texted this girl. I said, I love you. She didn't text me back. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what's funny? What Everybody up? Everybody got to have a story of that at least one time, bro. I'm, just, hey. I'm glad I got, I got mine out the way real early, bro. I feel you, man. I feel you, man. <laughs> I, I was like in fourth grade, bro. I was in pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, bro, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, you wasn't really your man, but it's just like you expecting that person to say it back. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh, man. But, man, I'm not going to lie. It, it's dope. To see that you and your girl are still together, though, you know? Nah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, dog, like, like seeing, like, an actual healthy, like, black couple, like, usually that, that isn't portrayed often, you know? Like, usually they try to portray a black couple as being dysfunctional and this and that, you know, being a, being abusive and this and that. When it's like, dog, like, black love is, like, something, it's more than what meets the eye, you know? No, yeah, I think I, I really, really appreciate the fact that it ain't really, it's not so much, a, like, we, we've been okay with the fact that we doing it our own way, kind of. Yeah. And uh, that's something that, like, even from the beginning, it's kind of just been, it's like, if we have our own issues, if we going through stuff, if, like, there's been, like, honestly, there's been a whole transformation in our relationship where we just was like, we not doing this right at all, and if we keep doing it like this, it's gonna be, it ain't gonna work out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I, I think I, I I'm really glad that we've been able to do stuff just in a way where we're doing it with each other. Yeah. And it's not so antagonistic. Like somebody's waiting for you to fail. Mm-hmm. It's like on both sides, we both are are very much like open to the idea that we have no idea what the heck we're doing. So we're gonna figure mm-hmm. it out, and we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna try to figure out how the heck to have a relationship with another person because it's it's not easy ever. It's never gonna be easy. But it's like. It's been so much better being with somebody who 
is on board with the idea that we probably we probably the way we, we think about relationships, the way we thought about relationships coming mm-hmm. in, it, it's a possibility that it wasn't fully correct. Man, mm-hmm. man, that that, yeah. that that that's true, bro. It's like when you're in a, rela- a relationship, a lot of things that you were taught growing up and you saw growing up, you, you realize that isn't completely accurate for me. And that isn't going to yeah. necessarily work for me, you know? Yeah. So you have to learn that's those things. 100% of it. It's like, it's like, there's so many things where it's like, I, I watched, you know, like, you know, my dad and my mom are still together. So mm-hmm. that's the thing that matters a lot. Like that, that was important to me is like understanding what it is to like kind of to be a man and what it is to be a man in a relationship. And that got broken down a little bit. It was like, man, I had to, I had to, I had to like, look at stuff from a perspective of the fact that me and my girlfriend are so like equal yeah like we both we both getting it in our own avenues the same exact way mm-hmm. and we both look at life in a very very similar ways as far as we feel like we have to do it like it's not like i'm not waiting on danielle to blow up or nothing like that for, for, for stuff to work out for me and she's not waiting on me to do nothing yeah it's like we both are completely so so motivated and driven and stuff like that yeah. That it's kind of allowed me to say, like, man, some of the stuff that I've been taught as far as even being a man and, and being, like, so domineering and controlling so many and having the need to make sure I'm controlling the situation and making sure it's kind of like I've, I've, I've had to understand that, like, dang, it's a whole nother person in this relationship who dang near got their stuff together just as much as I do. So they don't want to mm-hmm. be told exactly everything just as much as I don't. Yeah. Man, it, it, it that is so dope, bro. Like, like you damn near in a way, like, not necessarily looking for like your own half, you know, because like somebody can't necessarily complete the holes you have within. But like having no, somebody no, no. that's on a on a similar path as you and is also doing the work to become a, a better version of themselves, also. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like I mean, we not we not married or nothing. So, so the way that we have to look at this is we're two complete people right now on separate paths. Mm-hmm. And if we can do our separate paths together and enjoy each other's company and, and be happy to be with each other and do things for each other, stuff like that, along the way that we own our own paths, mm-hmm. it makes it so much funner and it makes it so much better. But we're not at the point yet even. Like if we, you know, of course we got married. If we get married, then we're supposed, you're supposed to become one with the person you're with. Yeah. But as of right now, it's the a lot of the reason why it works is because of the fact that we understand that we are on our own separate journeys right now, yeah. and we're just kind of assisting each other in that journey, and we're enjoying each other in that journey. Man, oh my gosh, bro, you is talking that talk, my guy. Oh my gosh. Man, I need to come with the relationship advice, man. Oh my gosh, no, no. that man sound like Will Smith, bro. Oh no, don't, hey, don't do me like Will Smith. Dude. I mean, no, 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 no. Everybody, 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 no. Said, uh, 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 entanglement. No, not like that, but like the fact that you're like, it's like the wisdom you have, you know, like you speak with so much. Experience, bro. It's just like, oh my god. I appreciate, I appreciate that, man. I, I honestly, I, I talk too much, and I, I'm real talkative. I'll be, I'll be enjoying having opportunities to say some stuff. 
Bro, like you just dropping gems just left and right. I'm trying to pick them up, man. Oh my god. Like, bro, it, it's been great having you on a pod, just, you just expressing yourself and, like, just telling your truth, you know, and talking about the different things you've experienced over the years, man, through this life thing. And it's just real dope, bro. So, like, where can people find you and find your music, man? Okay, I'll make it real simple. Uh, my Instagram and my Twitter handles are uh, HitZion, that's H-I-T-X-I-O-N. And um, on Apple Music, you can find me as XION, period. Okay. And uh, I don't know. I guess that's it, really, with, as far as handles go. I don't really have no other social media. Okay. But, okay. yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty quick to respond to anything on any social media and anything like that because I, I don't have nothing to do over this quarantine but try to make some music and try to figure out some stuff. So, yeah. Got you, my guy. Is there a certain song you like to close out with, bro? Uh, off the new project. Go ahead and play. Uh, play that. Uh, Magdalena Space. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. I like the name. <laughs> okay, get that done. <laughs> All day, we can just do this all day. We can get away. We 
make it just to this all day. Call me when you're home, babe. Never alone, babe. such a vibe bro i appreciate it yo no problem my guy but man that's it from the young all-american state of mind podcast and with saying that we like to say the only way is up from here you know and just take things day by day and you will become an all-american yourself and that's it from your all-american state of mind podcast anything you like to say zion Nothing really, just uh, spread love, y'all. Just, just spread love, y'all. All right, anything you like to say, my my all American Justin? And just like, like Zion said, just uh, spread love and just stay positive through these hard times. All right, and that's it for the young all American State of Mind podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs>